Hi, I'm Matt Forbeck, author of Shotguns and Sorcery in the upcoming Marvel tabletop role-playing game, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica go over all the news so far from Gen Con, including Starfinder 2nd Edition, Welcome to Night Vale RPG, Moria the Long Dark for One Ring, Cyborg and Pyroborg source books, and a lot more, plus a brand new sketch about dark omens of a terrifying calamity with horrors beyond imagining. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. The Grand Army of the Gondolarian Empire needs you. We are looking for fit, strong men and women to serve as frontline foot soldiers and cannon fodder. Be slaughtered for the glory of the Empire. While your sacrifice will never be acknowledged, you'll die horribly knowing that the idle whims of your illustrious masters have been served. Sign up before Friday for a 2% discount on your mandatory uniform. All the tabletop role-play news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ, and with me this week is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ, as ever, it is a delight to be here. And joining us also, we have It's the Hostess with the Moses. It's the one! It's the only! It's... It's me, Jessica from EN Publishing. And I'm very glad to have you back, Peter, because last week I was very terrified because... You are not here, so I had to introduce somebody else. And there's a lot of pressure. It's very stressful. <laughs> I was not emotionally prepared. Um, so I'm glad to have you back. So you can but, introduce but me. But you managed it. That's the important thing. Uh, it, it happened. Yeah. It was we can fine. All agree. Have, you, have you listened back? No, I have not. You haven't dared? <laughs> I don't generally like to listen back to the podcast because I just hear myself talk and cringe. Because yeah. mm. um, why do you say like that, Peter? Do you also cringe oh. at the sound of my voice? I, I don't cringe. That's at the sound understandable, of your voice. Jess. Listen to it's... your voice. <laughs> I used to not like it, and mm. I just thought over the years I just got used to it now, and now I can listen yeah. back to myself, and I'm okay with it now. But a, uh, yeah, at, at one time I didn't. As like a it. professional influencer, as you are, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Who do I influence? Well, my dog. At UK Games Expo, somebody bought that Space Flicky game. Oh, yeah, that is about. true. I so, influenced one person to buy one game. Hashtag influencer. I will yeah. say you've probably influenced more people to buy your games, Russ. More than one. <laughs> like there's a... I don't know. There might be some TTRPGs out there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe. Selling, your, selling your own games to people isn't an influencer, because that means every shopkeeper in the world is an influencer. Yes. It's selling okay. other people's stuff is... Influencer. Oh, does that mean I'm an influencer? Yes. I'm a top-class yeah. influencer. Yeah, I guess wow. so, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Yes. That's weird. Yeah. Not prepared for this lifestyle. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> speaking of being an Im- influencer versus selling your own stuff. Yes, yes. Crowdfunding, segue. Yes. The What's Old is New Starter Box uh, finished Ooh. literally yesterday. I was up at midnight Ooh. UK time sending everyone their, their PDFs and their VTT digital assets and stuff, um, which they all have now. And so that's yeah. all... That's all come to a close, which is really exciting. I'm very excited um, about the What's Old is New role-playing system, kind of having a little more stuff made for it and a little resurgence. I can't wait to hold this box set in my hands now. Well, it's... Cannot wait. It's going to be January 2024 fulfillment mm. plan, so 
But well, we've got a prototype coming. A prototype will be with you in the next mm, month. So, yeah, so, but that won't be as pretty as the original one. Won't be that as won't, good. But, that won't be made with like, the proper printers. But I'll yeah. still get the same sort of sense. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so that's all all happening. Mm. And I've already had three people message me saying, "Oh, I missed it. Can I can I do a late pledge?" Yeah. So the answer work, is yes. Work, work. But yeah. Hey, so, hey you know the old uh, next Dragon Dance book is now out. The new novel. Really? Oh, yep. Good. Dragonlance, Dragons of Fate. This time last year, the first one came out, which is Dragons of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dragons of Fate, the second in the trilogy um, from Weiss and Hickman, is now out. I haven't read it or got it, but I am going to because I like Dragonlance. Um, but I just thought I mentioned it's available. You can get it. Nice. There you go. Sweet. If, if, you, if you are so inclined. Well, that sorted out your Christmas present for me. A couple of Dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about some news that happens in the tabletop role-playing game space? That seems like the sort of thing we would do. Well, do you, do you folks use Roll20 much? Not really. I use uh, Albert Rodeo myself. No. It's my VTT of choice. I haven't in ages, actually. Yeah. No, okay. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I use it every week. I haven't run with it. You may not be aware then, but Roll20 yesterday on Thursday, the 3rd of August, was uh, down for a while and was not working and having loads of issues. And lots of people were like, I want to run my game. How dare you? Um, but uh, Roll20 have confirmed that there was an outage on Thursday and it's caused by a DDoS attack, which is oh. a disrupted denial of service attack. Yes. Wow. So that happened. Um, so obviously that had the hours of loads of issues mm. of like pages not opening and Stuff happening like that. But but it's been resolved as of 2 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, apparently. So it appears to be resolved. Mm. Um, but if you're experiencing some issues, you can just, um, you know, refresh your browser. I understand, like, the reasoning for attacking a small private company like that. Because it's not like... I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, May- if someone's got a gripe against Roll20 for some reason and organises some kind of DDoS, I, don't, I, don't get, I just don't get it. Well, do people... It, it, sorry, Peter. Yeah, sorry. Please go on. I'm just... I was just going to... Ask a question because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, do people do this type of attack to distract if they're trying to get into the server to get information? Because I understand why somebody maybe. would hack a site to get people's details. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But would you? I don't. Know. I don't I, I'd I be don't, surprised to hear I, I'm not a hacker. I'm not a <laughs> hacker either. Or yeah. if I was, I wouldn't tell you. So no, I'm either not a hacker or I'm pretending not to be. Not to not be to, pretending to not. Well, oh, I know what I mean. Okay, I think you're too tired <laughs> to be a hacker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think so because my understanding is you just send so many requests that the server falls over because it can't answer them. It yeah, then you wouldn't be able to hack into it, would you? Um, which would mean that you know any connection you made would either break or yeah. stand out because well, it's the only okay. working connection. Well, I didn't know if the hacker would just get no. um, advantage on its attack because the server is prone. No, I don't so. think so. I mean, I, 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 I sort of understand attacking sort of like... like Look at me, I know some rules. If you're, if you're sort of like attacking sort of like infrastructure for like you're making some kind of weird yeah. political statement or something like that, I can understand that. Yeah, or I've heard that. Or if you're doing it for about. money or something, but I don't understand just attacking something like Roll20. I don't get it. Well, yeah. nobody would dare speculate that it would be another VTT platform attacking another one, like a war of the VTTs. I don't think that's likely. <laughs> that sounds exciting, though. It's, it's I know, it does sound exciting. The VTT wars of 2023. Yeah, in like 40 years' time, we're like, oh, I remember <laughs> back in the 20s. They started in August 2023. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that yeah. happened, but it's been resolved, um, and Roll20 are updating on their Twitter feed as well, so if you're interested in more direct information, uh, mm. that happened. But that's mm. not the only thing that crashed yesterday. Oh, yes. Uh, Steam as well 
the, the game huh? platform because Baldur's Gate 3 oh, came Baldur's out Baldur's Gate 3 yeah uh, came yeah, out 11 a.m. Yeah. eastern time no no no, no. Steam didn't crash it just said okay everybody uh, we're going to go and slow 5 mile per hour speed limit in force yeah. 26 is... miles of back well, that's as good as crashing sure. it is I, no, it's, I not. Don't... It's, not far, it's not far off it's crash. not but so I, I'm not hundred percent okay with this, but I have I have the the details. Yeah, so uh, normally you don't normal traffic load doesn't cross twenty five terabytes per second, um, and it went up to um, well over that I can't see what it is now. Oh, one hundred and forty six terabytes it spiked mm-hmm. to in the bandwidth chart that we have here. So it was mm. like a a lot more. Um, but apparently it's been resolved now and it's back to normal traffic levels. So if you were not somebody that crashed Steam by trying to play Baldur's Gate, you can now download Baldur's Gate on Steam hmm. for just under $60. Okay. Uh, did you know someone won an award last night? Yes. Oh, two nights ago, in fact. And it was Wednesday night and today is Friday, so... Is this the start of the wave of Gen Con news? Mm, sort of, yeah. This is slightly pre-Gen Con. The Diana Jones Awards... There's only one award every year, um, and the winner was... And do you remember we talked about the uh, finalists like a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the finalists were uh, Linda Kodiga. Yes. Journalist. Yep. Journey Through the Radiant Citadel, D&D Adventure. Yep. Uh, Rosenstrass, a role-playing game. Yep. Uh, Cole Wary, um, a game designer. Okay. And Coyote and Crow, an RPG. Yes. And we all, I think, kind of pegged Linda Kodiga as the likely winner of that, that didn't that, we? That, 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 that would be the person that, I would like to see. That yeah. would have been my vote. Mm. But yeah. I was not invited to be a judge on the panel. <laughs> like, well, and normal years, you would expect, like, you know, even 2022, 20, you would have expected Wizards of the Coast being in there with Radiant Citadel. You'd expect them to have cleaned up. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is purely a judge based thing so it's not okay. like a popularity award in any way no, fair so maybe not but right. um, what did win was uh, Coyote and Crow yeah by Connor Alexander good work what? that team yeah so impressive. that was kind of like um, a indigenous um, he's a, a Cherokee designer mm-hmm. yep. it has like the traditions and cultures of Native American people mm-hmm. and um, you, you know you tell different stories in that in, 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 in that in that genre and uh, it has won a Diana Jones award Congratulations. Which is rather marvellous, I think. Good job. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Diana Jones Award, of course, as I always mention, is named after the burned remains of the Indiana Jones RPG. There isn't actually someone called Diana Jones. Which were then encased in perspex. um, Yes, which were were, until they lost it. Until they lost it. It's been lost in the post. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere between Canada and America. It's probably a landfill somewhere, because loads of parcels that get lost and reclaimed, they end up just chucking. Some of that, or some Canadian postal worker just has it on their mantelpiece. That would be a crime to steal. I wonder, I wonder if they even know what it is. <laughs> I, I just thought, that looks pretty. I imagine it's in landfill somewhere still. Probably, in yeah, the, probably, the, yeah. Still in the, the postage. Or just lost in some labyrinthine postal depot somewhere. It's that, behind behind the machine. It's when yeah. they get towards it. Oh. Yeah. We shall but yeah, but congratulations yeah. to Cody and Crow. Yeah, we're well, talking yeah. awards tonight. So we can't report on them yet because we haven't got time machines. But tonight, so mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about it next week, are the Ennies. Mm-hmm. So the Ennies um, winners will be announced tonight, Friday night. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, Linda Kadig is up for one of those as well. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they get that. Yeah, I'd like to go to the Enny Awards one day because we're not at Gen Con, just to be clear. No. Sadly. I've been to the Enny Awards many, many times. I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure you have. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I was there at the first one, which was held in a hallway at Gen Con with about 40 people there, I think there was. It's grown a bit since then, isn't it, then? Since then, yes, it has a little bit. That was like 2001 or 2002 or something. Mm. It's definitely grown a bit since then. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, those were the days. Um, <laughs> do, you know who, do you remember some of the winners from that, that, first, that first year? I think I, I, it was a long time ago, but I think Green Running did very well, I think. But I, I honestly, and I think like Wizards and Paizo probably did. Well, I don't know. Was Paizo even around then? I think that might have been pre-Paizo even. I can't remember. Gosh. I can't remember. Imagine such a world. I cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because yeah. it was happening tonight, we can't really report. So should we talk about that next week? So next week, yes. should we go through yeah. the winners and yeah. talk about any scandals that might happen at the party? Yeah. Because it is like well, a... I would, I would, yeah. Is well, it like a party segue. event now? Sort of. Sort, well, not, no, it's not really a party. It's kind of like... There is a bar. I know... A bar there, which you can... Okay, so scandalous things could happen. Okay. Yeah, it could happen. Okay, but, anyway. Anyway, I wanted to segue from Paizo neatly into Paizo, which I think is a great, great segue. That is a great segue. Oh, yeah. It's a this great segue. segue. This... more of a continuation. But... Yes. <laughs> this is, so, this is a of, piece yes. of news, if you're telling the piece of news, I think you're telling. A decently large piece of news, It is. It is. So we've got Starfinder 2nd Edition is coming. It was announced just yesterday. Um, it's going to be fully compatible with Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So, presumably, it's using the same rules, just like Starfinder 1st Edition was yep. compatible with Pathfinder 1st Edition. Well, kind of. It was evolved a bit from Pathfinder 1st Edition, wasn't yeah, it? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's using the three action economy from Pathfinder yeah, 2nd Edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, they haven't told us a massive amounts about it yet. Um, there's going to be big public playtests, like they always do for their, for their new games. But they've, um, announced that there's going to be the four classes that are going to be in that playtest are the Mystic, Soldier, the Envoy, and the Solarian. Right. Uh, you can go over to starfinderplaytest.com mm-hmm. and you can always, already look at the first test, which is the Soldier class from levels 1 to 5, and with new equipment and creatures like the Computer, Glitch Gremlin, and the Laser Wolf. And this is all going to be coming out in summer 2024. Yes. You said that was starfinderplaytest.com, you said? Uh, starfinderplaytest.com, yes. Oh, I'm missing it. Uh, yes. So I've I've had a quick skim of it. Now I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't know Starfinder First Edition very well, so I'm not going to be the best person to do it. But the way mm. they've laid out the playtest packet looks really nice. Uh, it just look mm. is a nice document to read. Yeah. And they've got a little character <laughs> in a box uh, that says, "My name is Captain Concierge, your resident preloaded assistance program." And it's got little boxes like telling you little things. <laughs> and I just like that they gave it a personality because that's super mm. fun. It's like a. Uh, it's a mostly blue, like little floating head. And it's got sort of like whiskers off to the side and a sort of a, yeah. like a shaved whiskers sort of thing. And it's wearing a little, um, yacht captain hat. Yes. With a small anchor on and a little brim with, um, extra, extra gold leaf. It's he, very, very cute. Yeah, it, he is. That's just nice. And also that included in it, they've got some iconics concept, uh, sketch art to show you, which is, I think is just nice as art because it's always fun yeah. seeing things like that. Um, big chunky lizard boy, full bright armor. And the sort of weapon that would make a space marine feel a temporary inadequacy. So, yeah, it it just it looks really nicely done, like as and, and laid out and looks accessible. Even to me, as somebody who's not really in Starfinder, doesn't know a huge amount about it, I haven't had the chance to dig in and read through it yet. But I feel like it feels it feels accessible, mm. and so I'm going to have a good read through. So I yeah. think they're going to a really good job of it. So I think 
It's going to be a nice uh, playtest. What, um... what is interesting, though, is back in February, they announced Starfinder Enhanced, which was a new revised edition of Starfinder. I don't know whether that's still going ahead or not, because that was going to be coming out in October of this year, with well, revised classes and archetypes and feats and new Starship well, combat system. I mean, sure, maybe they might have just said, mm. well, we could we could just like fiddle around with this stuff, or we could just use our really cool design that we've got sitting right there, Mm. And make Starfinder Second Edition. I yeah, yeah. I mean, my guess I like is that, that the, the Starfinder Second Edition is going to replace this, but they haven't explicitly said so to my no. knowledge. I think they're doing both because, to be honest, really? the first playtest rulebook isn't going to be out until no. middle of next year. Yeah, so, maybe, and I maybe. think the purpose of doing that little update was to bring it in line with the Orc license. So it means they can keep selling Starfinder First Edition mm. whilst they're working on Second Edition. Or they have laser walls, laser walls, and computer glitch gremlins, just little gremlins. I know there's some there's some fun stuff there. I like that it's going to be compatible with you know Pathfinder as well because it means you can do like some nice genre clashing or take bits mm. and pieces that you want from it, or you could even do a Star Trek style thing where your Starfinder guru go down to a little planet that's yeah that's not as tech. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I think it's mm. good. I've only played yeah. a little bit of Pathfinder. I think it's probably a bit too crunchy system for me, but I think it's really nice and I think this is a really good thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean the design is very good. I think a big problem it has is it is it's like you can learn it, but it it doesn't lend itself to learning it. It's like it, I I I will rag on Pathfinder's character sheet all day long because it looks like <laughs> to me, and I don't like that. I'm sorry. It it, it looks but like it's going to be a boring. Just use another game. character sheet, Peter. There's lots of Never. character sheets out there. I have to use one than roll twenty because that's the only <laughs> way I play it. I can't play it offline because nobody's running it in person. Fair um, enough. Yeah. But yeah, no, I know. I think, I think, I think, yeah, Pathfinder and Starfinder are good systems, but they're just, no, no. they're unapologetically crunchy and heavy systems. And that just doesn't suit everybody. But I mm. love that they're, they're, they're saying, you know, that's what it is and they're not yeah. shying away from it. Cause you, you know, if they, if they change it to try and make me happy to make it rules light, it would be awful and no longer. But it wouldn't be Pathfinder. <laughs> it wouldn't be Pathfinder anymore. It would be, anymore. Star- like, it would be a different game. And, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. those people that do like it as it is. So, but yeah. yeah. And, um, and there's plenty of rules like games for you. Exactly. Yes. I have, as I say, a stack of 16 books right here next mm. to me. Um, although I haven't said that, not all of them are rules like games I have here. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more rules like games than there are rules heavy games. It, uh, well, yes. it's, a kind of, it's like a pyramid, really, isn't well, it? It's, it's a, much a easier stuff. to make a rules like game. Yes. Yeah. I mean, whether you make a good rules like game is a different story, but yes, know, it yeah. just depends what yeah. you're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I yeah. do notice from this playtest document that Pathfinder Player Core and Pathfinder GM Core are essential reads to get you started in the direction. So yeah, that does sound very much like you're saying. Hmm. Exciting. Oh. It's another. Oh, do you know what I'm looking forward to? There's something that's been announced that I am super looking forward to. What was that? So um, you know the Lord of the Rings official RPG from a free league? Yes. Of course you do. Yes. You know One of the 16 the books on my desk. <laughs> and the 5e Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. RPG. Okay. Uh, so they have announced the Moria the Long Adventure. Dark. It's called Moria the Long Dark. It's coming out for the One Ring 2nd Edition and for the Lord of the Rings 5e game. And it's uh, it's a big sort of uh, campaign that sends you into Khazad-dûm like before, before Lord of the Rings is set. Mm-hmm. So presumably the Balrog is still there and it's still overrun by goblins and things. Uh, and uh, it's coming to Kickstarter in August, which is this month, Ooh. at the end of this month. Nice. And it's 3D, so it will do incredibly well. Yes. Good for them. Oh, I'm, I'm excited by this. I yeah. 
want to run a one ring um campaign mm. thing yes. i haven't got myself in gear like the 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 book and i want to run it with the second edition not the 5e one because full mm. of pass well, well, just because the second edition one is made for this, and I think it's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you build I that. think that's the right. I yeah. think that's the right. Yeah, that's yeah. the for the best um, because you're using a system that innately supports the setting, and that mm. should generally does give you a better experience. So yeah, that's that, those are my yeah. thoughts. But this means yeah. I do have to sit down and read the book and learn the system yes, and figure out that. what I'm doing. And there it's been that. sat on my desk for about three months now with my intention but, of but doing it. But it's not it. its not a super rules-heavy system, you'll be glad to know. So. Oh, yeah, no, I know, which is why I'm considering doing yeah. it. But I, I still do have to know what it is, <laughs> you know, what's right. going on. Is, is it using yeah. the free league system, so it's dice roll and get, D6, get sixes? Mm. Mm. I don't know, Peter, I've not read the rules yet. <laughs> I know what the One Ring first edition was like. I don't know what the second edition was no, like. The, I, have, I do have it, but I yeah. haven't actually played it. The second it's edition is more free league yes. I just noticed, so. actually. Um, so, um, you know, there's like two versions of this, the One Ring and the 5e version of this Moria. Mm-hmm. They're called different things. Yes. Ooh. So That'll the One Ring one is called Moria the Long Dark, and the 5e Lord of the Rings RPG version is called Moria Shadow of Khazad-dûm. Oh. Maybe that's just a product differentiates so people can't get yeah, confused. Yeah, just, so you know, just so you don't get the wrong one by mistake. Because we do have a book title, uh, which we do in 5e and for Level Up Advanced 5th Edition, uh, Mythological Figures. Um, yes. And that does confuse and annoy a lot of people sometimes. Yes, yeah, they, yeah, they get the yeah. wrong one. and. Mm. Yeah. Well, luckily, those two games are similar enough that that doesn't matter so much. Yeah. But I think in this Basically. case, it really would matter. Yes, this case, it really yeah. would. I mean, it's less I, important yeah. for that, but still, well, yeah. I, I shall have to make a note to get Mount of the Khazad Doom, and if my players are very good, I and the book comes out at a reasonable time, they may well find themselves you know there. Do you know what? For me, one thing that's going to come out of this, there's going to be a nice Khazad Doom map, a nice map of the Mines of Moria, which I am going to get, and I am. I mean, I assume I can't yeah, imagine yeah, this yeah. won't have. I am going to get and I am going to put on the wall in my game room and it's going to look amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, and Free League will do a good job of it. It'll be pretty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm assuming there'll be a map. I can't I can't imagine a, a, an adventure set in Moria without a map of Moria. That would be... Righteously bad, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. But I, I mean, it's true. really, we always know their books always look amazing. But they do these cool add-ons. They do, like, these big cloth maps and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what they tend to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I best start saving now. <laughs> this Peter, so are you now sensing the uh, your wallet <laughs> becoming lighter in advance? It weeps in fear. It weeps in fear, Russ. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be backing that for sure. Cause I've, oh. No, I'm not going to back it. No, 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 I'm not going to make it. I, I, I'm just, just going to wait for it because every yeah. single time we're back to Freely Kickstarter, um, it's, it's been, been out in the shops before I got my yeah, no, before I got no. my thing. So I'm just going to buy it from a shop. I, I, usually, it fast I that way. I'll probably get sent a copy as well mm. for, from the press list for the end. So I'll <laughs> well, give you, you my copy won't. if you want. Oh, right. It won't have a map. It won't have the fancy add-ons. Not the map. No, I don't know that. They just give me. They said send a copy of the book to review, but. I don't get. I don't get. Well, I think that's right. fair enough. Anyway, I'm, shall very, we move I'm on? Very, very grateful for what I'm given. Hey, yes, yeah. So we want to find some more news to talk about. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it's like massive news, but you know what I came across the other day. I came across the phrase "swords and planets." Okay. Yeah, that's right. That reaction, which you listeners did not see, but where they both just shut up and looked at me like, "Yes, that's more." Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it is the genre of uh, using pulp-like adventures to visit strange and alien planets. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't, I'm afraid, a Kickstarter, but it's something you can uh, buy for not very much money. Um, let me put something in the chat for you. So you can see about what I rant. 
Uh, yeah, this is Under a Blood Red Sun, which is, um, it's a hack of the Black Hack and Knave, so it's like a D20 roll in the system, mm-hmm. and it's coming from the OSR approach, so it's all about challenging the player. But the idea mm. is, is that if you said, hey, you know what's really awesome? Playing on Pern, because I don't know, maybe you've heard too much about threads lately. Um, you can use this game system to do it. Uh, it's got an eight page primer, uh, lots of psionic powers, because you can do that a lot easier in things like OSR, where you don't have mm. 80 billion abilities and magic items to mess around with. Um, free playable species and a small best of creatures. Only $5. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, the, the, I, I gotta say, it looks like a, at least about uh, six or eight weeks worth of fun off that. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just really like playing around with science fiction and fantasy together. Mm. And this, this, this offers it. So yeah, good times. Mm. Okay. Nice. That does look cool. Mm. All right. What else we got? What else have we got? I have some like free league adjacent news. Oh, yeah. It's not really free league. Well, Mortborg franchise. So Mortborg. Sto- the Stockholm Cartel. <laughs> um, that's what they're called. They okay. got so they made three book announcements at Gen Con. Wow. Okay. Yes, they're busy. So for Mortboard, there's um, Cyborg, the game, and they've made a book ah. for that. Ah. What? <laughs> Sorry. What? That's true. No, no, it's funny. Uh, it's just funny. It's like Cyborg. Yeah, it's all called Borg. That's oh, been out for ages, surely. Yes, yeah. but yeah. they are making a book. I'm just. This was my introduction. I'm, just oh, thinking, okay, I'm leading okay. you down the garden yeah. path. All right, all right. Yeah. To, the so the title they made is Waste Twenty X Four. So it's for like cyborg setting, and it's described by the designer as New Year worse shit, and that's New all. Year, I, that's we're shit. worse, worse shit. Oh, New Year worse shit, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. So it's about to describe the lack of progress in the setting since the players first set foot in the city. So um, the post-apocalyptic world is not getting better. Sad times. Cool. Uh, but the source book, it's source books has got new classes, faction scenarios, reference tables, rules, stuff like that. Mm. So it's just an expansion on the cyborg kind of setting. So and the, mm. and the book looks really pretty um, as well. So it's like got uh, gold foil flames coming out the back of a motorbike. Mm. Who doesn't love cool. that? Who doesn't? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But if that doesn't tickle your fancy, there's uh, must, two more. I must say, I am less keen on dystopias because I because can't we live like in I'm one. heading that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. okay, that's fair. That's just how I feel. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else we got? It could be worse. You could live in Eastleigh, Peter. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's coming to worse. Anyway, so Ooh, the, the next book is coming out today. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Next book. Oh, anyway, dead flag contracts. Which you can, um, which is a collection of scenarios for the Death in Space, which is the sci-fi horror uh, setting in Mortborg. It's set on a jungle planet that has now home to a forgotten shred of society after the Gem War. So you're playing a bunch of nobodies uh, stuck surviving on galactic scraps with tools, tables, and resources. So a sci-fi horror on a weird jungle planet. What could go wrong? Sounds fun. Yep. That's not fun. Vaguely Harry Harrison-esque. <laughs> exactly. And or, and we ha- we talked about Pirate Borg earlier this year. And so they have uh, a book called Dark Caribbean, uh, which is an alternate history campaign setting for that. <laughs> and the premise is, what if the new world was filled with nothing but zombies? Hmm. <laughs> what an excellent question, I hear you say. Hmm. This book answers that question. So it's an alternate history setting. So if you like zombies in the Caribbean, um, this book is for you. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, okay. 
And but all the titles are coming out in 2024, so they made the announcement. So this is being made by the Stockholm Cartel, but they do distribution by Free League, as they always have, generally have done. These books will be the same as well. Hmm. Yeah. So that was my Free League adjacent news. Yeah. Okay. Brave comrades, dire omens are upon us. What? Dire omens. They are upon us. Well, just set some more of that ointment then. No, no. I mean, there are rumours of ill portents. Oh, did they have the dire omens too? What? The portents. Maybe they need some ointment too? Or? What is a portent, anyway? I don't know. I, I think it's somebody who, like, you know, carries stuff for you, or... Oh, isn't, isn't that a porter? Well, whatever it is, it sounds like they're pretty ill. My friend, misunderstand me. I refer to the bleak auspices foreshadowed by the ancient seers. Ooh, is that that new band down at the Perturbed Dragon Tavern? Oh, uh, the ancient seers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I haven't heard bleak auspices, though. It's, it sounds like a bit of a dirge. Dear companions, my meaning still eludes you. There are sinister signs of it. Harbingers of doom, dark premonition. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Um, what sort of sinister signs? Rumours of war to the south. Oh dear, that sounds messy. Ominous strangers wandering the land. <laughs> Aren't there always? The stars themselves have moved, as foretold in the ancient texts. Right, 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 got it, got it. War, strangers, stars... Dark clouds on the horizon, attack from wild animals, people disappearing at night. Okay, okay, so clouds, animals, blah, blah, blah. The waters run red, ravens flock in the sky, no fruit grows upon the trees. Oh, wake me up when you're finished, will you? Geese making strange noises, clowns run amok. Wait, wait, what? Geese? Clowns? These are serious matters. The two greatest threats civilization has ever known. Remember the Great Goose incursion of the Seventh Age? And the clown infestation back before the war? <sighs> Dark times indeed. Aye, and they are returning. Ah, the world barely survived those two calamities. How can we endure both at once? Can you imagine it? Clown armies riding giant geese! This is almost too much to bear. I can hear the honks already. The sounds will haunt my dreams. Listen, I hear them already. <laughs> they approach. The end is here. It has been an honour, my companions. Wait, hi on. What is it? Are we really ending this sketch with an army of clowns riding geese? Yes. Have we truly run out of ideas? I mean, I mean, we could left swerve into another, you know, shopkeeper sketch. Ah, they're all the same thinly disguised joke. Stick with the geese, then? Yes, yeah, stick with the geese. Very well. In the absence of any sort of credible punchline, let's, uh, let's stick with the geese. Very well. To arms! <laughs> Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it.
Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget, patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now? So I got some more bits. Oh, yes, yes. The news never um, ends this week. Kickstarter talking about AI. Mm-hmm. Artificial intelligence. Um, this applies to all of Kickstarter, but obviously it applies to the RPG bits as well. Yeah. So basically, they've announced a new policy about artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. Because did I mention last week? I don't think I did, actually. Mm. This is related also. Drive to RPG um, updated their policy a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So up a, up until recently on Drive to RPG, you had to tag things with AI content. Yeah. Okay. Um, now um, they are saying that they will not accept AI written, purely AI written. You, I mean, you can use AI to help you, but if it's just AI written stuff, they just won't have it on their site. They won't accept it. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because it's pretty dreadful, the stuff I've yeah. read. I mean, even the good stuff that I've read for the AI that has actually made sense has just mm. been dull as ditch water. Mm. All right. Yeah. So I guess they've had lots of complaints about people generating AI books and putting them up for sale and people mm. being like, this is rubbish. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, so Kickstarter, yes. pretty much the same. Yes. You have to disclose if you're using AI on the project page. Yeah. Mm. I, um, think, I think disclosing obviously. is fair. Because yeah. then people have a choice. They can Absolutely. choose to support this. There's, there's another little bit of it about something that we talked about during our AI conversation. Hey. About, you know, if, you know, AI is probably unstoppable, but how can you regulate it and how can you make it so it yeah. is kind of a, a way to do it? And we did kind of sort of touch on the idea of having to disclose what, what your, what data you're scraping yeah. and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yeah. So they are saying, literally, you have to disclose information about any databases and data the creator intends to use. Mm. Um, they have to indicate how those sources handle consent and credit for the data they use. Mm. And if the sources if they don't have processes or safeguards in place to manage consent, such as through an opt-in or opt-out mechanism, Kickstarter won't allow the project. That's wow. if a project that's developing new generative AI technology has to do those mm. things. So that's not... If you were like an RPG creator and you were using like what's called mid-journey or something, you wouldn't have to say all that. You would just say, no, we're using no. AI, we're using mid-journey. But if you were... Yeah. But if you were, if you were creating a D&D adventure creator, yeah. which is powered right. by AI, yes. and you would and you would download that and it would make an adventure for you, you would have to, you would have to disclose that. all of that stuff. Yes, yeah. So we talked about that because we sort of said that would kind of happen to, have to happen on a sort of legislation level, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really. it's up to uh, government to set the yeah. the, the, the but, rules uh, for which corporations are going. Starting yeah. off with yeah, starting off with companies like mm-hmm. Kickstarter mm-hmm. doing it on an organisational level is a good start. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I really applaud that. That's good because I yeah. think that's the way. That's the only way that. It can. I mean, it's going to go ahead. Yeah. AI. There's no stopping it. Oh, yeah. That's the only way it can go ahead and be mm-hmm. ethical. I think. Well, 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 AI doesn't have to be terrible. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be exactly. terrible. It could yeah. be this amazing creativity yeah, yeah, spur. Absolutely. But it's yeah. been used as a replacement instead of creativity enhancer. Yes. So it's like, you know, I don't know, man. I don't want to see the steroid of them. And it's the plagiarism. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh well, mm. and so much plagiarism. It's like just, 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 just do it ethically, right? But it just can be, you know, with, with legislation and companies are having policies like this, it can be managed mm. to actually be ethical. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. But, but of course, you'd always be able to go somewhere else where the rules don't apply. That's always going to be the case, just yeah. like there is with anything. But 
Well, it's up, it's up to people what they want to spend their money on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Obviously, I'm very biased because I'm a creative. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I like to think uh, I would be hard to imitate with an AI. But who knows? Oh, you always thought you were an AI, Peter. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm artificially intelligent because I have read a lot of books, so there you go. I see. Yeah, it's not that. Na- it's not all natural. This intelligent. Well, it's just an antenna coming out of your head that just I don't know. No, the way it revolves and beeps. The, 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 it's, I know it's been a while, Ross. These things are called headphones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, that, that's come, that policy is coming into effect soon. It's like end of August, August 29th mm. of this year. Uh, yeah, policy. I applaud it. I think it's brilliant. And I think yeah. all companies should start doing that. And I, th- yeah. I, I think it's a really good idea as well. And, we, and people do care because I know there's a, there's a percentage of people that will not care about if the art's been made by a person or AI. Like, mm, I accept yeah. that. There are people that do, because even on our Kickstarter this week, I had someone email me to ask where our art's from, because they wanted to check. Yeah. They're like, is it AI? And we said, no, we've got a policy. Here's our mm. thing. Yeah, this is the I've artist that, that did that. Too. So people, a lot of people that are, that are buying things on Kickstarter care about it. Do you think and, it's probably going to get to the point where on Kickstarter, not only are you having to disclose whether or not you are using AI, people are going to start specifically saying, and this does not use AI, just to make sure that people know that it's an AI-free yeah. thing. Because we, we hadn't, but generally now what I'm trying to do at the bottom is do a team page that has lists mm. all the people that, you know. And clearly shows artists involved. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, because that's, that's a policy we have at EM Publishing. But, then, you know, yeah. people just want to double check sometimes. So sure. I think this will be useful because yeah. it means it'll be on the page and they'll just, they'll not. Ooh. 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 SRD type stuff. So yes. done two things Woo. this week. That, when I say you've just it. done two things this week. Okay. <laughs> He's only done two things. It's harmless. It's so long. I've done a lot of things this week, Jessica. I know, but I amongst know. them, I have done two <laughs> things this week, which are SRD related. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> so, um, first of all, uh, you know, over on a five e srd dot com, yes. I have added the Orc license how to page. Excellent work. Uh, it is now there. It tells you exactly how to use it. It's actually fairly easy to use, but yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's on there. It tells you how to use it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice to have it there. Uh, yeah. So on there now, we've got OGL, Open Gaming License. Mm-hmm. We've got Creative Commons, and we've got the Orc Open RPG Creative License with how-to pages on how to use each of them. Yes. So that's on there. Yeah. Um, which isn't just for people using A5E content. If you just want to know how to use one of these licenses, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a general information page for how to use these licenses. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like the... It's, like, you know, you've got the OGL, how to use that. You've got how to use mm. Creative Commons up there. It's yeah. all there for people to read. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's what not I, what, advice, I, do need, what but... I do need is a page on how to mix the map and the licenses, because that's a bit more complicated. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I don't really think tri- you can mix Orc with anything else. Oh, it... um, no, you can't really, yeah. no. Um, right. I, mean, I need a page that says that, I guess, basically. But... <laughs> Yeah, basically, you you kind of have to release your product in three different versions, really, these days on each license, which is a bit of a pain. But you know, um, no, you can you can mess around a bit, but it's tricky. It's I, tricky. I think you can just release it in the Creative Commons, and anyone who wants to develop under an Orc license can then use it. No, people, if someone wants to use my work, they can't incorporate it in with. No, because if they use the Creative Commons, they then have to um, sub-license again under Creative Commons, don't they? Oh, yeah, they can do both. But you can't sub-license Creative Commons work under the Orc license. It doesn't let you. Is that stopped by the Orc license itself? Yeah. Oh, okay. It says explicitly with the Orc license. Fair enough. Well, no, the Creative Commons and the Orc license have t- have terms which aren't compatible. Oh, uh, okay. So you, you can't you can't do that. So you kind right. of have to... 
like on the A5ESRD page, yeah, I've I've kind of had to put the three licenses separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so that you can do that. But anyway, talking of the A5ESRD, yeah, yeah. Um, I am also now the entirety of the A5V Adventurer's Guide, Monstrous Menagerie, and half of Trials and Treasures are now all completely SRDified and completely DOGLified. Woo-hoo. So there's not one sentence of this is the coast <laughs> content in there at all. But it all means so much the same thing. That's a hell of a well, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, how many people does that take? Uh, so Paul Hughes was the spear leader. Yeah, spear yeah. leader? Spearhead. Spearhead. Team leader. Team leader, yeah. Yes. Spear leader. Did I just invent a word? He was a team leader. <laughs> spear <laughs> leader, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Paul Hughes was spear leading. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Paul has a team. I think there's about half a dozen people. I don't know how much okay. each person is doing individually, but there's yeah. about half a dozen people that are helping. Excellent work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, team of people were paying to to do things and stuff. Because mm. I well, I had someone message me saying, "How can we get this done faster? Can we help with community stuff?" But because it is our SRD, we need to kind of pay people to do it, and it has to be done, you know, mm. in a specific way so it's legal and stuff. So it's not really yeah. something we can. Yeah. Community. The cookbooks are pretty on, much yeah. almost done now. Yeah. Someone did yeah. immediately point out. I think it was like the first thing. Oh, these books haven't been done yet. Yeah, okay. Oh, right. <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. It's there. Uh... Yeah. No, but it's like, uh, I believe the whole of the Adventurer's Guide and the whole of the Monstrous Menagerie are mm-hmm. done. Yes. So that yeah, is... And half of Trials and Treasures. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like a good, the good half of it as well, in many respects. So, yeah. Encounter like... Design Exploration and Exploration Challenges. Mm. Yes. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's like... If you're still designing in 5e, that's up to you. You can still design using it. But honestly, like, I mean, I know I come across smart, but A5e just lets me do amazing things because it's a good tool set. Like, get in. Booey boots. It's just better. (laughs) Thank you for your unbiased opinion. Well, well, yeah. It's just like, because I really like feeling smart and it makes me feel smarter as opposed to like trying to... It is kind of a... I always find it quite amusing when I'm... uh, At, at Southampton Guild of Role Players Club on a yeah. on a Wednesday night, as I oh, sometimes yeah. am, I was like, "Oh, for now!" And um, there's people playing level up. I always I always quite like seeing that. Yeah, yeah. I oh, yeah, uh, I I like that when I'm online and I see people talking about it and playing it. It's like, oh wow, mm. real people are playing mm. our game. Anyway, I've got something about some giants, high level adventures, giants and Big B. Oh yes, yes. I so discuss worth it for the rarity. You know, the Big B is imminent. With yes. a bumper book of big boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we I should believe probably call people... it Glory of the Giants. No, no, it's not called that. You came up with it, Peter. That was your <laughs> name. No, oh, I just feel... No, uh, fuck it. No, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, do you feel big bad for Wizards of the Coast? I feel bad for the design team, who I quite like. The oh, people. yeah, okay, fine. Anyway... Anyway, so I'm sorry. So I, book... I, I, I I do like surf, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the book comes out <laughs> imminently. I think if you pre-ordered it on D and D Beyond, yes. people have got access to the digital version already. Ooh. Yes, that's correct. I have seen people talking about it, so yeah. I have. But um, yeah. the book itself is imminent. Yeah. Um, but there's an adventure called Giants of the Starforge, which you can get for free yeah. on D and D Beyond yes. right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it is a higher level adventure. It's a 16th level adventure, Ooh. which is kind of unusual for official D&D stuff to yeah. have high level stuff. So well, I can tell you it's a good three levels above most um, mm. of the adventure paths that they've released. Yeah. yeah. And it's because yeah. it's there's not much of an audience for it. Because I, I was having a conversation 
We're having a conversation internally with some people and also some customers would uh, yeah. message me about it. But not many people purchase high-level adventure books because not yeah. a lot of people so, yeah, get to so the it's, a, it's, it's, so it's basically common wisdom. It's but, a niche market. Well, the other thing we found was, because we've released a couple of really long adventure paths and we mm. don't do really long ones anymore, 13, like 13 adventures and stuff, mm. and like go from like 1 to 20. We did War of the Burning mm. Sky and we did Zeitgeist. Mm. And loads of people buy the first few adventures mm. and like by the time you get to like Adventure 13, you sell like seven copies or something. Ooh. You know, it's kind of like it drops off with each adventure as people yeah. don't get as far into the adventure path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like a big long one like that. It's just so hard to, mm. you know, sell the high level ones. Yeah. 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 Hard to stick landing on those. Mm. Uh, but I think like, yeah, there is scope for this to change. Um, I oh, think yeah? that there is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like part of the problem has been like trying to balance these things has been an absolute nightmare. Um, oh, yeah. You're relying a lot on vibes. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of things which just, like, end the encounter. I cast Spell to win. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah. Mar- there's definitely a market for them. I think, uh, uh, these are things that have been changed. I think one of the things to do with it is to make it one-shots. Mm. Um, but the problem is one-shots are often used to introduce players, which yeah. you don't want to start with a high-level adventure for that. So that limits it well, a little bit, I think. But, like, I hear what you're saying. It depends on how experienced your players are. Yeah. And, of course, how accessible they find it. If mm. they just got, like... Everything is on the second page in an. I think Peter's about to start talking endless, about characters again. I am because, like, if you've got like an endless section of like actions, feats, actions, bonus actions, whatever, people aren't going to understand what they're looking at. They've got no context. I mean, mm. it's it's like that. That is just I don't know. It's common sense to me, but yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, let's go on. Yeah, so no, it's good anyway, to anyway. good to see it. Free adventure yeah. <laughs> for level sixteen. For- for level 16, featuring giants on D&D Beyond. Okay, you I have... can have that if you wish. And if you don't have... want to have it, then you don't have well, to I have, have it. Because I'm not your dad, I can't tell you what to do. I have a question. Um, that will question. Whether or not I get it. Does this have the goose in it? Yes. Goose, goose, does the adventure have the goose, goose in it? No. Because if it does, I can tell you I will download it. that a goose will feature in this podcast at some point today. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> I wouldn't get too excited, Jess. I would not get too uh, excited. I I didn't know this about myself until the last month. Uh, mm. Anyway, do you, want, been, do you want some other news? It's been a voyage want, of discovery. Do you want some other news? Do you know no. Do you know another thing I like? Jess, there, there, there is a Cinder Hulk, there's a Furball Wanderer, a Fire Giant Board Caller, a Fire Giant of Evil Fire, but there is no goose. Uh, I don't know any, but I am disappointed. Yeah, but that that is in the in the book "Glory of Giants," mm. as it is yeah. properly called, or yeah. as I like to call it, "Big Beast Bomb." I know you you are asking what you like other than geese, and I'm going to go clowns. Uh, no, uh, pod- no. I was gonna, okay. I'm going to go for podcasts. Podcasts, and which, if you're podcasts. listening to this podcast, you should you, you should you should be on one then. Jess. I'm on three uh, every <laughs> week. It's tiring. Anyway. <laughs> There is a podcast, uh, which is a paranormal horror podcast called Welcome to Night Vale, which some people mm-hmm. might have heard mm. of, which I discovered recently because I am because I'm really stylish. cool. Me and a group of my friends have a thing we call Podcast Brunch, where we meet up once a month and have brunch and talk about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yes, yes, that that's the kind of person normal. I am who doesn't yeah, yeah. love coffee, cake, and podcasts. <laughs> anyway, and this was uh, recommended to me uh, by that lovely group of people. Shout out if they're listening. And Renegade Game Studios announced a deal to release a tabletop role-playing game based on that setting on the Welcome to Night Vale, which is really cool. Wow. So it's in the city okay. of Night Vale. It's located... It doesn't say specifically. It's somewhere in the south of the US. It doesn't. It's not mm. specific because it's a bit more generic. 
Um, but the radio host is the narrator for weird events in the city where conspiracy theory and urban legend is true. Mm. Um, so that's a really interesting story and setting. Uh, and the podcast mm. has been going since for like, I think it's over a decade it's been running. It's extremely mm. stylish. Uh, yes. And it's had like uh, Will Wheaton, Felicia Day and other nerdy people that people know in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're making a role-playing game for it, which I'm really excited about. Ooh, cool, cool, um, cool. There's not many details about like when it's coming out and what's going on. I think it's like 2024, I'm assuming. It's a fiction podcast turning into role-playing game. It's happened a couple of times now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That Monty Cook Games did that Tales of um, uh, Appalachia. How do you, is that how you pronounce it? Appalachia. Old Gods of Appalachia. Appalachia. Old Gods of, yeah. Yeah. That one. And there's been a couple of others as well. Yeah, so it's a thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for this because... Um, because, yeah, I like the podcast of it. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So that was another bit of Gen Con news for you. Mm. Okay. I've got some news that is the opposite of news. A secret? <laughs> it's like it's like anti-news. What is... Paizo is not going to make a virtual tabletop. Oh, okay. So, they're, they're, they're so it's not so much news as... They're rebuffing rumours. A lack of news. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Someone at Gen Con, um, during their presentation where they announced the Starfinder stuff and all, that, and all the other stuff that they talked about, um, asked whether or not they were going to make a virtual tabletop since Wizards of the Coast is doing so and, you know, there's new virtual tabletops springing up every, every like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and they said, no, no, um, they are not, not at this time, they said. But they did say, you know, never say never. But at yeah. this time, they are not. Mm. No plans. They have no plans to make a virtual tabletop. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think there's so many well-established virtual tabletop platforms. It's better as a mm. publisher to partner with them yeah. instead of creating, because like creating and running a virtual tabletop is its own business. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I, I got a segue for this non-news. So Ooh, we know cool. that. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is also not using artificial AI GMs. They've already said that they weren't, but yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of speculation war came up because they were getting into a partnership for a company which does a lot of AI work uh, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. enable them to do more board games, mm-hmm. more tabletop mm-hmm. games. Oh, and I wonder about, what tabletop yeah. game they do most famously. Yeah, I obviously Magic about the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Them, them using AI with Link to magic in some way but i can't was that like testing because i can imagine in the future yeah. ai could be used to balance test a lot of things because you could run thousands of game in in seconds and just see the mm. data from it uh this is just like they did a like small announcement that they were going to work with this company and yeah. then obviously the internet exploded with like rumors and so forth mm-hmm. okay. um uh, I, I thought it was a bit unlikely because they said that they specifically weren't Mm. So yeah, now they said no, no, you're mistaken. Yeah, but they said they weren't going to revoke the AGL as well, Peter. So Jessica, you're so cynical. I am. <laughs> it comes with age, Peter. What other news we got? We got Marvel Multiverse Roleplaying Game on Roll Twenty because the actual game is out now. Yes, on Roll Twenty. Yeah, you can pick up the core rulebook on Drive Through RPG or probably in your local store. But you don't get a PDF. <gasps> do you not get core? What do you get? A book. Yep. On Drive Through RPG. Yeah, I thought that was the thing. I'm going to double check, but I, I remember seeing that and it was kind of, yeah. Oh, uh, no PDF. The core rulebook is available on DriveThruRPG for Roll20. No PDF, though. Huh. You oh, do get, so what do you get all the uh, Roll20 full digital rule set, access to the Roll20 character oh, builder. Oh, so it's just the Roll20 thing? Yeah. Oh, it's, so you can't... Oh, that I did not know. So that, I thought okay. that was interesting. That's an oh. interesting choice. Huh. Just buy yeah. themselves to Roll20. Oh, yeah. Now look at it now. Roll20 VT. Yeah. I want to DriveThruRPG. Roll20 VTT, 49 99 
Wow. I thought that's what uh, you wanted. Yeah. I thought. Uh, I, th- I thought that this was. This product does not include a PDF. Yeah, wow. I thought you wanted to. Yeah, that's. I assume that's why you bring it up because you wanted to talk about that. It's interesting. This digital rulebook is accessible in any browser and integrated directly into Roll Twenty. Huh. Huh. It's interesting. So you get the digital core rulebook. You get pre-generated right? characters and an art hack. Forty-nine ninety-nine is quite expensive, I think. Why? Why no PDF? Though. So. I don't know. I don't know. They don't because if it's on the web browser, you have to have an internet connection at the time, hmm. and I don't that know. seems yeah. like a big problem. If you're trying to, maybe they're just like, ah, oh, pen and paper is dead. Who, who's running pen maybe and paper? Maybe it's just a, a licensing issue with Marvel or something. Maybe uh, I think it's probably point. like they don't know because there's no Star Wars RPG PDFs either. Oh, okay. You can't get any of the, you know, um, I've got right. the name of the um, uh, Star. Wars. They haven't been around much recently, but um, you know, you know the official yeah, Star Wars yeah, RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're by finding some games, and now they're with Edge Studios. Yeah, you can't get PDFs of them because there's a licensing issue. Yeah, that must be something. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So you know, Marvel and Star Wars, both Disney, and neither of them can you get PDFs for. Interesting. Maybe it's because there's no way to really control people sharing it, and they're worried about. Copyright and people don't buy them. I don't know. It might be. Maybe, maybe. I have some other news from a mega corporation. A mega corporation, you say? May I interject something in between? Oh, Hasbro. Go on then. I'd like to interject with Mm. a wonderful website called dungeonscroll.com. You could pronounce it dungeonscroll.com. Link in the link in the description. Um, Mm -hmm. And what this is is it's a way to make rather pretty little maps. I love pretty maps. Yeah, uh, in the uh, Dyson Lugos style, I would say, mm. with like that lovely cross hatching on the outside. Uh, yeah, it's like it's it's meant for OSR and so forth. There's a variety mm-hmm. of layers, images, shapes. Um, I think I probably prefer Gozzi's maps myself because that's more immediately useful to me because I know mm-hmm. those are available for commercial use. That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, you do have to use the seven dollar per pro- per month pro option. In order to make sure that you're using the uh, to get to get the license, that's for home mm. games. That's it. has mm. that's it's, pretty it's nice. reasonable actually for a publisher. Yeah. Seven dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. I think I I, I don't disagree. Yeah, like, um, uh, def- definitely on my um, my short list of places I would go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it just depends on just depends on my budget. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hmm. yes. But so, so, but certainly for home games, uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Very pretty, would recommend. Um, so, you know, I'd just like to bring that to the attention of people who might want to make maps, possibly even the same people listening to this podcast. I, I am one of those such people. Thank you. What? Amazing. I need anyway. to I need to get myself in gear and get some campaigns organised because I have so many ideas, but I haven't actually just picked one and run with it. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Let me I think t- you are actually running out of news. Uh, now, I've, I've got some mega corporation news. Go on, then. So, Hasbro, they yep. have announced the sale of the film and television studio Entertainment One. <coughs> They're selling it to Lionsgate. And you're thinking, mm. yes. Oh. Did Hasbro not just recently buy Entertainment One in 2019? And I would say yes. Well, remembered. That is exactly what happened. Um, so, Hasbro purchased Entertainment One in 2019, and they purchased it for 3.8 billion American dollars. Uh, and Quite they, a lot of dollars. Well yes. And they Hasbro are selling to a percentage of Lionsgate, so they're selling like six thousand five hundred titles. They're not selling their Hasbro brand things, so they're not selling yeah, the Dungeons so and Dragons movie, stuff, uh, yeah. Transformers, of course not Peppa Pig, 
uh, Magic yeah, the Gathering, My Little Pony, yeah, yeah. loads of things like that that they own. So yeah. they're not selling that, but they're selling the rest of it. They're selling it to Lionsgate for five hundred million. So what wow. do they own then, apart from that stuff? Then what are they selling? Six, I'm, I'm not really familiar with six thousand five hundred titles. Mm, okay. Uh, oh, inscripted uh, shows like The Rookie, Yellow Jackets, and Naked and Afraid. Oh, I've heard of yeah, I've heard of those. So. Yeah. I've okay. seen a bit of yellow jackets. I, I've heard some of them. I've watched them, so that's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Go. This okay. is the information I have. So uh, a whole load of stuff, and uh, yeah, uh, but also Hasbro also um, sold the music division of Entertainment One to someone else for three hundred eighty-five million. So right. they're just taking off sections they're not using and selling them out. So which okay. makes mm. sense. Well, but yeah, everyone retains a gainful employment and the going on to great things. Hmm. Well, I, I assume so, but yeah. Um, yeah. But they said entertainment re- remains a priority of Hasbro. Hasbro will continue to develop and produce entertainment based on the rich vault of Hasbro-owned brands. Well, they've got their own streaming platform coming anyway, haven't they? Yeah. Which is going to have like D&D stuff on there and that D&D cookery show. and Well, that's Wizards of the Coast opposed to Hasbro. Specifically, but, um, yeah. But Hasbro also, they've, all, they've historically done TV shows and stuff to sell... Because the old toy industry model was you had a cartoon yeah. to sell your toys. Transformers, robots in disguise. For example. I could show you my 1980s Optimus Prime sitting right there. How exciting. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but that, that happened. So <laughs> stuff is happening. When I first read that, I thought they were selling it completely. So I was like, what's happening to the D&D movie? But I misunderstood. They are keeping hold of that, which makes sense. Okay. Um, okay. What other news have we got? Are we done? I have some uh, news. More uh, news. Catalyst Game Labs launched a Kickstarter uh, for a, a cooperative board game for Shadowrun. So Shadowrun Takedown. So it's a board game. Uh, oh. uh, so they announced it and launched it. Uh, so it's a narrative card game. Um, so it's Ooh. it's for like a role-playing audience. It's not a role-playing game, though. Uh, but you take on the role of a Shadowrunner and you go on missions with a mastermind. Uh, with mm. cards, and you get new abilities and equipment. So it kind of reminds me of you know the Pathfinder card game we talked about. Oh, yeah. It's not the same That's as that, obviously. I'm not, but that that kind of vibe of your yeah, character yeah. going on adventures, doing stuff, um, and mm. the missions are about an hour to play, and it's co-op. So yeah, it looks quite fun actually. And if yes. you're a fan of Shadowrun setting, yeah, it's yeah. Um, I mean, have they mentioned? how they're planning to make sure they have learnt the lessons of previous Kickstarters because like every time I mention this sort of thing people start having a go and ranting about how slow they are to fulfill their Kickstarters which like you know um, Kickstarters are, can be very hard to fulfill and it is like a big it, job to do It yeah it's a yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's something they've addressed. Oh, that's good. No, I, I'm not saying yes to that. I'm saying I'm agreeing oh. with you that Kickstarters are hard to fill because that is yeah. yeah. What? Well, I mean, not, My not bit. everyone can do it within mm. like seconds of it fulfilling. <laughs> I am. I am looking. Um, yeah. I think we're pretty quick, even with the physical fulfillment. In fairness, yeah. I'm just looking um, at the. I think we're faster than average. No, no, I don't think anyone would dispute that EM Publishing is like top one percent, if not higher, of quickly fulfilling Kickstarters. Um, quick so well at least from my point of view perhaps our listeners in america might disagree and say oh, it takes ages for our books to get here like, oh, oh well, yeah. <laughs> they have mentioned about fulfillment so, so the game is already at print so there's no oh. risk of production not happening delays may still occur due to the ever volatile yeah. nature of international shipping yeah. um and they Which have that? said their estimated delivery is september 2024 yeah should be mm-hmm. if, if it's yeah, at right. print 
Why is it taking so long? Yeah, that, that's the, that's the face that Jessica is pulling right now is a similar face to one I pulled, which is like a, we do not understand. Two and two does not equal 6.7. Because if, because um, my expectation would be yeah. like a February and March fulfillment, and that's with padding yeah. timelines. Yeah, yeah. If you're mm. printing it now. Yeah. Huh. Seems like quite a long time to me. But to maybe, maybe, well. It is what it is, though, yeah. I'd All rather right, that but, they make it longer than shorter, so. Um, yeah. But it's better to uh, under-promise and under-deliver than to over-promise and under-deliver. Oh, but some people yeah, have right. commented on it saying, uh, <laughs> one commenter said, ha, are you kidding? You haven't fulfilled Shadowrun Sprawl Ops. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, it's Shadowrun. If you love Shadowrun, you're probably going to have a good time, but it might take you a while to get it. There's so lots just of expectations accordingly. comments that are blanked out for being reviewed for uh, breaking Kickstarter community guidelines. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, so I think your concerns are echoed by other people in the community, Peter. Yes, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I, I only mention it because it's like literally the first thing people keep saying to me. Mm. So, I mean, it's a good point, yeah. And that, but that, and that is the thing about Kickstarter because it is crowdfunding is, isn't like pre-ordering because technically there's no, no promise you're going to get anything like legally. That's true. But, yeah. But, but yeah, if... Reputation is important. I think that's why people feel confident. Hope I hope why people feel confident crowdfunding with us because they know that we're going to do do a thing, and you get you get a PDF immediately. So it's kind of some assurance that it's happening and underway. And I always like it when crowdfunding pages have their fulfillment plans listed and with timelines and what's happening, just because it lets you know that they've thought about it. <laughs> Which is, and, and maybe that's just because me, because I do that side of it. But sometimes when I read some timescales that some people put in, I'm like, I don't know how you think you're going to, okay. Anyway. We, we admire your optimism. We're here for it. But yeah. Optimism must be terror, temper, tempered with realism. Exactly. I think yeah. that is all the news I have from I the general convention. That's all the news I have too. Okay. So I think we're done for the week then. That's all the Gen Con news. Many things happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think it's all the Gen Con news. It's all the Gen Con news that we know about. Doubtless we shall return as further. So far, because there's only actually been one day of Gen Con so far. Yes. It's going to be three more days by next week. Yeah, three more days. So we won't be going playing Gen Con. It's happening, baby. Woohoo! All right. Uh, Bye, Until next week. Until next week. We'll meet again. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. There you go. Marvel is part of... Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's someone... That's right, that's right.
Oh, Hudson is shocked in the background, yes. looking like, who's calling you? He's like, yeah. <laughs> what is that strange noise that device is making? Uh, they'll, they'll leave a message. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Hudson. Hudson I is so it. confused. He's, he was what doing the that? head tilt and everything. 